Hi, welcome into Small Business Birmingham. I'm Rob Conrad. Today I'm talking to Derek Murphy, who is the owner of Anytime Fitness in Liberty Park. Being a member here, I wanted to get down to the nuts and bolts and what makes this thing work and where Derek came from and how he got into this business. Whether you're thinking of getting to this business or any other, the whole idea of our podcast, Small Business Birmingham, is to help people in small business, whether you're starting out or trying to improve on your small business. So let's meet Derek Murphy. Being a member here at Anytime Fitness, I'm, first of all, thank you for doing this. I'm really glad and I'm very curious, I think as a lot of the members are about, because you seem to be having a lot of fun here on a daily basis. It's not like you're in here frowning and you have a great relationship, great rapport with the people. And I think a lot of people want to know, how did you get here? What was the the road that led you to being in this office and running this facility? Right. The journey is a bit of a long one. My history is actually technology-based. So I was born into an industry that made high-speed document scanners. Uh, I was blessed to have a father who was an innovator. He was blessed with the ability to work with mechanics uh, as well as electronics, and he put that together and uh, started uh, designing document scanning equipment back in the early 70s. Um, I was born in the late 60s, so I was born into that industry. And uh, we manufactured our own equipment. We had software developers, and it was a... Uh, Where was it located, the business? So uh, in various locations. I grew up in Maryland, outside the Washington, D.C. area, Frederick area, and uh, so it was up there to start, but uh, we had some business associates down here in Birmingham, and uh, they um, wanted to move down here into a warmer climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we moved back and forth. But it was—it's been here for, uh, or it was here about for about thirty years. Um, so yeah, back and forth from there to here. It's been a an interesting upbringing because it was small business that grew into medium sized into a larger business. Uh, at one point, it was about a $50 million business. Um, and I should say that was the third one because uh, we actually had a couple businesses before that one, but all in the same industry. I grew up learning how to do things like soldering, electronics, wire wrapping, and then purchasing, inventory control. And uh, it just built on itself. And ultimately, uh, I ended up running the company as the CEO, uh, the final company, and sold that to private equity. And uh, I had a good 10-year run after Mm -hmm. I sold it with private equity, but that came to an abrupt uh, and sudden end. They let me go. Kind of a shock to the system, frankly, uh, because I wasn't ready for it. Uh, The business was doing well, but as businesses go, they were ready for a change. And uh, so uh, they forced that upon me. And and now here I am. You know, a lot of people are in that boat and have been in that boat. So what was your first step? What did you do? Were you, were you playing a lot of golf or what was the situation? So after the initial shutter effect and the shock, uh, obviously you're like, well, what am I going to do? I got counseling from a lot of my friends and uh, co-worker, or not necessarily co-workers so much, but um, people that I'd met like lawyers, accountants, and got a lot of input. And a lot of it was hey, you're going to be okay, Uh, take your time, try to find something uh, in your stage of life that you're going to enjoy. And uh, so uh, I started the process of thinking, well, what am I going to do? Didn't really want to go work for somebody. I actually wasn't getting a lot of offers either. So because I was from a very small specific industry, it wasn't like a lot of people were knocking down my doors asking me to come work for them. 
Um, so I just started thinking, well, what can I do? Uh, I love to build things. Um, that's uh, something that came from my father and my upbringing and so forth. We had done various different projects over the years with uh, building add-ons, refurbs um, in our factories and so forth. So I really like doing that. Um, so I was thinking a little bit about commercial development and then uh, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was also looking at franchising. And there's a lot of franchising out there. Um, yeah, you hear it all the time, advertised, you know, on XM Radio, for example, different franchises. And this is one of them. I hear advertisements for the fitness industry. Yeah. Doing my research on franchises, one, there's a lot of food um, franchises, and I wasn't really interested in that. It lo- honestly, it looked like a tremendous amount of work, a lot of these franchises. Um, though the franchisee or er uh, helps, it's still a lot of work. And I had no background in any of that. But during my research, Anytime Fitness came up quite a bit um, as a top franchise. And interestingly enough, this facility was uh, not too far away from where it is now. And uh, it was owned by a brother and sister, uh, not doing particularly well, but it was my gym. Um, and okay, I was you were a member. I was a member. I see. Um, so when I wasn't playing golf or figuring out what I was going to do with the rest of my life, I was working out a little bit. So everything just kind of came clear to me after a period of time. It took about four or five months of just letting my mind be clear. What do I want to do? What can I do that I think might be fun, uh, be good for me long term? It all came together. I'd lived out here in the location, Liberty Park, um, for 20 something years. I knew there was a a demand for a fitness facility. Uh, You either had to drive 20 minutes one way or the other or belong to this smaller gym, the Anytime Fitness. I said, well, here's where I can do a little bit of everything. I can do some commercial development, own a franchise that honestly, as part of the business plan, is going to somewhat forced me to be healthy. Um, you're going to be the billboard for the, for the thing. And, and I was about 25 pounds heavier uh, than, I, than I am now. So uh, that part's worked out quite well. And so again, I, I uh, started doing a, putting together a business plan and that business plan um, included buying that franchise from the previous owners. Did you do that business plan on your own or did you have some? I did, okay. I did. One of the things naturally I learned over time was you know, business. Uh, you know, it was a $50 million business that I ran before. So very familiar with balance sheets, income statement, business plans. And then obviously being a, a CEO for a private equity company, they have another layer of things that you do for them to, you know, give them plans and so forth. So I'm very fam- I was very familiar with that. And so I went about that process, got into my spreadsheet, started running numbers. It all looked really, really good. I'm fortunate enough to be in a good um, situation where I'm well capitalized. Um, that's a big part of it um, in my situation. When it all came together, it looked very promising. And so I started the process of looking for land, found the land. Uh, As you know, we're located right on the main drag here. That's part of the business plan. Uh, So we kind of um, guilt people as they drive by (laughs) to come into the gym. Uh, And I do get told about that frequently that, uh, okay, uh, yeah, you you guilted me into it. Um, uh, As we were just talking about before we started recording here, uh, location is everything. It's got to be convenient or people won't go to your gym. So I found a great location here. Uh, we've built a fabulous facility, uh, unlike most gyms. Um, and part of that was the business plan. The demographic that we serve out here is obviously Mountain Brook, Liberty Park, Irondale. Um, it's a very good demographic. 
and I really wanted to provide something special to them. Um, it will help with member retention, uh, membership, and so forth. And as you know, it's an extremely comfortable gym to work out in, not just the, uh, the actual physical um, space, but the, uh, the members themselves are, are very typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not overly, what do I say, muscle-bound. That was my next question, because you have a lot of females in here. The intimidation factor does that exist in gyms where women are afraid to go in because the muscle-bound guys might intimidate them? I think so. Uh, I've been given feedback. I've recognized that through my life working out in gyms that many of them are uncomfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. They're just a different atmosphere. I did not want to recreate that atmosphere here. I wanted to create a very comfortable space. I think we succeeded in that, but you're absolutely right. There is an intimidation factor if you walk into a gym and there's people whose hobbies or goals in life are are to be very large, very strong, uh, and I totally get that. It's just not what we cater to. Uh, It's not our thing. I don't even have 100-pound weights. I mean, I have 100-pound dumbbells because we have some very strong guys here, so don't get me wrong about that, but we don't just, we don't cater to it. For people who've never been in here, you're very, very much on point about why it's attractive, but describe the gym and how it is different from others that, that makes it appeal to the people that you're trying to attract? Well, one is we're, we're not aggressive salespeople. We uh, are proud of what our space offers in our gym, but we don't body shame you into buying personal training or put you in a hot box, which a lot of gyms do. The way they're set up is their employees make commissions based on sales. Those sales are personal training sales. So there's a natural built-in uh, mechanism that they have to sell you training and so forth. And quite frankly, it's it's a turnoff to a lot of people. And so I did not want to develop that here. Again, we do have personal trainers. We do have group training. We believe in it. And if you want to try it, we'll let you try it out for free, but we're not going to aggressively sell it to you. Uh, and that's just been a, a mantra that we've run by um, from the very beginning. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. I can tell when people come in and they do sign up and there's a free fitness consultation process that goes on. And a lot of them are, are very hesitant to go through that process because they think they're going to be put in a hot box and, and sold a membership. Yeah. And, and frankly, I just have to plead with them. No, we really just want you to get with a coach. We're going to orient you to the gym. We can create a workout plan for you. It just comes with our membership because we want you to to be happy here and spread the word uh, through a good experience with us. For someone listening to this who maybe has come into a gym like this and seen, now you do have a sign saying if you're interested in one of these franchises to call the number, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it, what advice would you give them? What do you have to have to have the courage to make that phone call to know that you're not going to be laughed at? If you want to start into the franchise business, uh, is what you're asking. You got to have a lot of willpower. Uh, you got to have a lot of confidence. Uh, you got to have a little capital, uh, right? And you can borrow that capital to get things going. You know, you just have to have the confidence that you can make it happen. Um, and you have to have uh, a lot of interaction with your members once you get going. You're here a lot. You're not an absentee owner. I am not an absentee owner. There are different models, and this is probably true with all franchises. Uh, And again, I'm new to it, so um, you have to uh, just, this is my experience with it. 
But um, you can be an investor in a group that owns lots of franchises. And never show up. And never show up. They are structured in ways where they have regional managers, local managers, training programs, and so forth. Uh, and they can do very well. Uh, they do well based on the number of sites they have. Um, so you might have a site that makes a couple thousand dollars a month, but you might have 20 of them. So the next thing you know, it's $50,000 a month. Uh, it's a numbers game. There are others that are just privately owned. And I've had the opportunity to look at other gyms uh, to buy, other Anytime Fitness franchises around the area that I could buy. But I've made the conscious decision that, no, I really want to do my own gym, focus on it, kind of the... Uh, the half of the um, I forget that gentleman's name, but have all my eggs in one basket and take really good care of it. The Warren Buffett. Oh yeah. Uh, so he, I think he talks about that. And so I've really just focused on this one. I love so getting back to before. It looks like I have fun. I love interacting with people, and uh, I've been fortunate to have a lot of experiences in my life based on my previous. Uh, job and upbringing and so forth. So it's a lot of fun to be able to interact with people and actually help them be healthy. So as you've been doing this business, has there been any one thing that you said, I didn't know that was going to happen, a surprise, any sort of a, a hurdle you had to jump over that you didn't foresee? I would have to say the surprise is there has not been a big surprise. Obviously, the, the recent pandemic was, you know, a, a situation that had to be managed. But the biggest surprise is I haven't had a surprise. Uh, have there been challenges? Yes, uh, with getting the building built and working with local the local folks to be sure I build it to their standards and, you know, a lot of a lot of details to work through. But I've been fortunate that the business plan um, has actually followed pretty close to what I projected. It sounds like the planning, it was a very important part. Yeah, absolutely. You got to have a plan. You can't just say, I'm going to go into this. And then you have to put numbers to it. Uh, and then you have to take those numbers and cut them by, you know, about 25% because they never work out. <laughs> I certainly know that, that budgets rarely work out the way you want to because you're just, you're enthused, you're excited. So you're going to say, I'm going to have this much and it's going to be that. But fortunately, over time, I've I've been able to um, temper those kind of business plans and go, no, let's just be realistic. Um, so what I, I tell people would be you have a, a low end budget, a medium budget and a high end budget and plan everything on your low. Then you've got And if you can make money at your low budget, then you have a really good chance of success. If you are really dependent on hitting your high-end target, you're going to be stressed. Uh, you're going to be stressed a lot. Um, so that's what I would say is, is kind of look at those things, work with her. If you don't, I mean, I've been fortunate enough that I, I can work a spreadsheet. I know income statements. Um, so I was able to do that. And uh, in our situation, it really is a matter of members, like how many members. It's a numbers game. And how do you attract other than just drive by? How do you attract? Do you advertise? Or what do you do? To so, get Robert, this there? this is pretty interesting, actually. Uh, as I got into this, you would think mail would be good. Think Facebook and Instagram would be good. But after about two years of spending a fair amount of money with Instagram, Facebook, Google, I've stopped. I just don't see the response that I feel like I should be seeing out of that. Um, I had a third party for a period of time um, look at it and help me. And even they came back and said, in your market, those medians don't seem to work very well. Um, so I started saving some money by not doing that. My focus really is marketing to the current members and word of mouth. 
So we have been, since I bought the gym, uh, we have been able to bring our Google ratings and our Facebook ratings to a five-star. Um, now, this isn't three people. I think last I looked, Google has more than 55 reviews on me and Facebook does too. And that really is the best source. When people come in to sign up, I said, how did you find us? Google. Gym's nearest me mm-hmm. or 24-hour gym. And so uh, we pop up. Uh, I don't pay any extra for that. And uh, most people find us that way. And you know, if you have a five-star rating or anything above four and a half, uh, you're a pretty good facility. So I rely a lot on referrals and the reviews. That's how we attract them. And the location, right? We talked about it early, location, location, location. Like the old real estate axiom, whether you're selling a house or getting a business, it's crucial. Yeah, it is absolutely crucial. And I think, as we said before, if it's not near you in the gym business, you're not going to go. And you have easy, convenient parking. Do you think that's important? Uh, absolutely. That was one of the problems with the other facility when it was up um, a little bit away from here is it was landlocked. It, the parking was bad. It shared parking lot with two restaurants, um, a hair salon, uh, the, another DQ restaurant was up there. So parking was bad. And uh, as a part of buying this facility and creating this big parking space, it's super convenient. Yeah. Okay. Well, you've got great location, easy parking. I mean, a very clean, attractive facility. So we're kind of laying out a nice roadmap for someone who's thinking of doing this. You have to have a good plan and you have to know something with numbers. And that's kind of a I see it as a foundation. What am I missing? What else would you suggest to someone wanting to get into the business? Well, in in our case, uh, that's the critical thing. And then then it's the member interaction. Um, So it's the face-to-face, I live out here, I lived in the neighborhood, I'm here a lot, Uh, I can make decisions uh, when I need to make decisions, Uh, there's no delay. I'm very responsive. I think that's very important as well. When people text us or communicate with us, uh, I feel like I'm very responsive back to them. Very important. People don't like to wait. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially, or be ignored. Or be ignored. Because yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you're opening up the door for your competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and people are just used to now to instant responses. Uh, if you don't get an instant text response, you're like, did I send that? Did it go through? What's going on? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, and people have anxiety if they don't get back. So, um, so that's uh, that's a big part of it. And I think that's the that's the case uh, with any business. Really, uh, is to have that rapport with your with your membership or your customer. When, when you get down to it, you got to have that rapport. Whether you're selling them something that's a gym membership, or going back to where we're selling them something when it was a high speed document scanner, they got to trust you. They got to be able to look in your eyes and go, "Yep." This is, this is different. This feels good. The other thing I would tell you, this was the case in our other business as well, is have a lot of pride in what you do, but don't have, a, don't have too much ego about it, right? You got to find a fine line between saying, I'm proud of what we have here from a product. We're going to charge a little bit more because we're proud of it, but not so much that you, know, you irritate people um, and, you, and you come off a little cocky, so to speak. You really want to be able to charge more and provide a better service. I think that's key to a lot of success. Now, I know there's there's businesses that have different models that, you know, it's all about numbers and selling product and so forth. But uh, in this business, uh, it's really about providing a great service, interacting with your members and uh, listening to them if there's an issue. Well, it's a pretty textbook. I think you've laid out a good plan for just about any business of this size. 
And I appreciate your time. Is there anything else that I've forgotten you'd like to add? Or I don't think so, Robert. I think you asked all the right questions. Uh, you'd like to think it's more complicated, but it's really about providing great service, a great product, and being in touch with your, with your customers. And if you do that, uh, you're probably going to be successful. Well, I thank you very much. I, I learned a lot. Interesting conversation with Derek Murphy, owner of Anytime Fitness Liberty Park. And the interesting thing that's happened is when we turned off the microphones and just started chatting, we talked about nutrition and fitness and the do's and don'ts. And uh, he really convinced me about a couple of things. And I'm trying to knock off about 10 to 12 pounds. And he's introducing me to Jen, their nutrition coach. So they have a great array of services, whether it's uh, meeting Jen, the nutrition coach, or one of their coaches here for your physical fitness or food services that they have for you. Really an incredible facility. Come and see it. Liberty Park, Anytime Fitness, and meet Derek Murphy. Thank you so much for listening to Small Business Birmingham. I'm Rob Conrad, and we'd love to talk to you about your business. If you'd like us to feature you and tell your story, be sure and get in touch with us at Small Business Birmingham.